This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me, each week, is the other host of the show who's ready to explode, much like this show, is Ryan Nelson. Uh, I hope that Tanya, uh, excuse me, that Portia actually listens to Tanya because... Buddy, it wasn't just a hunch she had about that relationship. <laughs> it was not a hunch at all that she had. So I hope that she listens as well. So well, maybe she is. It kind of did look like she did. Though. It did. It looked like she was listening. So uh, if you've been listening to podcasts, we started back in January. Thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the sixth episode of the second season of The White Lotus titled Abductions on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or irregular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast you can get patreon only content you can support us at three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by rating us on app on spotify and apple podcast leave us a five-star rating if you have time write us a review if you are on apple podcast if you would like to interact with the show some send us an email at our new gmail account main attraction pod at gmail.com if you ever have any questions any concerns anything you want to just comment and let us know about the show or any questions about the stuff that we're covering just hit us up there at our new email account main attraction pod at gmail.com Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, so this is the penultimate episode of season two of The White Lotus. Where are your, what are your general thoughts on this episode after watching it? So I was frightened at the title of this episode when True. I saw it was abductions. <laughs> when I started, I was like, oh no. Yeah, well, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was on the the edge of my seat the whole time and this episode was scary this is almost a horror movie because you're like there's about to be a lot of murder yeah and they're about to be we're not going to see some of these people well we probably won't see a lot of these people again but they're not several of these people are not going to make it every time will was on i was just like He's about to absolutely lose explode. It. Yeah, he looked like he's about to lose it. And, uh, and then, go ahead. Uh, and Valentina, a couple of times, they played the same music that they played from season one when Murray Bartlett was go- going down his right. bad roads. Mm-hmm. They played the same music, and I was like, "Oh man, what is she about to get into?" Yeah, you, you make a good point there at the beginning. Where you said that they, this is much like a horror show. And yeah, that's, it's something very interesting that he is, Mike White has done that is very different that he's doing with this because it's not like this really scary, but he is trying to make it super creepy on you. I mean, yes. just at the very beginning, when you get that jump scare where Jack just jumps out of nowhere, I, I was like, whoa, I was not expecting yeah. this. Yeah. But it sets up the, the tone of the entire episode where he wants you to kind of feel a little creeped out, where he yeah. wants you to be 
you're always with this show with the first season and this second season you're always a little uneasy but in this second season he really wants you to be uneasy about just how volatile all of these characters are starting to become uh, and how he wants you to think that there is you i mean like in the first season you didn't really like i said at least for me when i watched it I really wasn't thinking about who was going to end up dead at the end of it. Just when they right. finally revealed at the end where Jake Lacey's character ends up killing, killing um, Armand, played by Murray Bartlett, you're like, oh, okay, that's right. Somebody does end up dying. That's who it is. But in this one, especially here in episode six, they have that at the forefront of your mind. They have you really thinking yes. people are going to yes. die, and they want you to right. be thinking about that. And you're really thinking about it. And I think we've talked about this before. Mike White wants you to think and realize these rich people, they have more wealth than you, Mm -hmm. but they don't have it any better. No, they don't. Their Mm -hmm. lives are miserable as well. And I love how he's like, hey, you American women, you think these British guys are hot and they're so much better. They're idiots, too. Mm -hmm. They get drunk and start screaming, and no one wants to be around them. Exactly. It's, just, it's not just your dumb American boyfriend. Exactly. You're 100% correct about that. He, they, he wants you thinking about that. He wants you to be pondering that as you're watching this. And I'll be interested what he, where he takes us down in the finale, because one of the things I think he was trying to reiterate in season one is, yes, people do horrible things, and people end up in really bad situations, but... They don't always get out of those situations, like with uh, Jake Lacey, and I can't remember the woman who played his wife in that Alexandra one. Alexandria Daddario. Thank you. The in that one, you know, you kind of expect after everything they've gone through, by the time that they get to the end of it, they are sleeping in separate separate rooms. But what reality always says is, lots of times people don't get out of those relationships, especially not on their honeymoon. I mean, if yeah, yeah, you're not. You just kind of you just kind of live with, even though it's probably going to be a bad marriage. You live with it at least for a little while, and then you try to get out of it eventually. Maybe yeah. and maybe you don't even eventually try to get out of it because in a situation like they were in, she really had no power. She had no money. There, it would be almost catastrophic for her to get out of that relationship, and so she's probably just going to go throughout her entire life just living in a really bad marriage because she doesn't have a whole lot yeah. of other opportunities. So I'll be interested to see if they take something similar with this, but. Like I said, I'm starting to wonder, you know, they said there were multiple bodies. I'm starting to wonder if like, the only character that survives this is Valentina and, and Daphne at this point. It, it, it could be. Uh, I thought this was the episode, too, where he made the emphasis of Mike White, excuse me, uh, emphasis of fantasies aren't always true. Yeah. F. Mm-hmm. Murray Abraham had the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portia had a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Tanya. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Isabella, Valentina, all these people had this fantasy of how they thought things were going to go. And right. this was a a prime example of uh, it ain't going this way. Yeah. You, you're, actu- you're actually in a horror movie. Yeah, it, it very much feels that way. And I'm starting to wonder, because uh, the one thing I've heard from other people and I've read about it, uh, when I've read some other things people are saying about this, you know, and it starts to really feel that way in this, is that this season is about everybody uh, either you're being scammed or you're scamming somebody yes. else is it because yes. it's a pretty obvious that quentin is trying to scam mm-hmm. tanya at this point it feels like uh 
that uh, Cam and Theo James are trying to are oh, yeah. trying to yeah. uh, scam. Will uh, Lucia is. It feels more like she's trying to scam Albie at this so. point. Uh, maybe uh, what's not uh, what's the other one? Other prostitute? Mia, 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 Mia Valentina. Maybe she's trying to scam Valentina at this point. So, like I said, it, it feels kind of like that is the case. So, yeah. Oh, we got to talk about one thing. Is that? So I had heard a theory. Oh yeah, yeah. You're tell, earlier in the week, and I. And I hate that I didn't know this before our last episode because I would be patting myself on the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, you know, Greg is the cowboy and that he's set up this con to take uh, to take Tanya's money. And I text you this yeah, you and did. you said, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And I'm starting to wonder if, you know, if basically Quentin has been put into her life to get video footage of of this guy Nicolo Uh so that Greg can use it to basically wipe out the prenup at this point and he can go yeah I was going to say I don't know enough about divorce marital law there's I mean I I don't have a prenup but uh, I know like it just depends on how they're written but a lot of times infidelity can wipe out uh, can wipe out anything that is done in a a prenup so I'll be interested well if he wasn't trying to do that, he may have been trying to kill her with cocaine. <laughs> well, I know, yeah, they were doing some serious, pretty serious heavy cocaine. So, uh, let's and that go. was another thing. When you see Tanya, like, I haven't done this in a while. I guess I could do something like, oh right. no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's let's let's kind of get into it. Which storyline do we want to talk about first? Let's go to Tanya and uh, Portia. All right, let's do Tanya and Portia then. So, Tanya and Portia, and let's weird. I will say this. This is a really weird thing that they, he's done with Tanya. And look, I like it a lot, but like Tanya is this just incredibly unstable, un- emotional character. It's what she's always been. But yeah. now that she kind of sees what Quentin is doing with, with what Quentin is doing overall, I mean, he can, he can, she can see that he's not an honest person, obviously, because he's, right. he's sleeping with what's supposed to be his nephew. Uh, but he, now that she sees that, she kind of levels out a little bit before she goes on her cocaine binge. Uh, yeah. She levels out. And she kind of honestly one of the more like level-headed characters in this entire show. She has been the last couple of episodes. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy. And then she does coke. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, before the season, it kind of felt like, because we kind of talked about this too, you could see Tanya being on every season. Yeah. But now I'm not so sure Tanya makes it out of this ep- this season. Well, and I was I was reading something as I was watching like the the coming up next week and all that type of stuff. I was reading a little article on it and guys, one of the things that they have that they talked about in that article was that Mike White has said he he would love to have Tanya uh, Jennifer Coolidge come back and be on this show as many seasons as she wants to. Yeah. And um, yeah. if, is that a smoke screen? Was that a smoke screen right. to kind of make people think of, well, she's obviously not one of the ones that's going to be dead when she might actually end up being one of the ones that actually dies in this. But yeah, I could see that. I also, Mike, like, if there was anyone who could haunt someone's dreams, yeah, he could. it mm-hmm. could be Jennifer. Coolidge. Yeah. yeah. He, he could write for her. Three. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just, it's like I said, it's just so weird the way that dynamic has played out. But yeah. she plants in the head of of Portia, and I want to give a lot of credit to Kelly Lee Richardson in this. She was... Haley Lou. Haley Lou. I was going to call her Kelly. Haley Lou Richardson. Uh, there's, I think there's a action female star, Kelly Lou something. Okay, that may be where I'm thinking, getting it from. So, Haley Lou Richardson, I want to give her a ton of credit because yeah. she went from being just this smitten kitten with Jack to all of a sudden when she kind of s- s- 
she's once once Tanya puts that into her head, like all of a sudden she's starting to realize, oh, this guy is kind of a creep yeah. and a moron, and he's not maybe who he says he is. Right. And like I said, I really liked her performance in this. I thought it was I thought it was really really good. Uh, oh, yeah. I, and you know the moment that Quentin tells Tanya that he she has like the perfect arm candy for her. There is no way I believe that Nicolo or Nicolo or however the guy's name is pronounced. I, he's not straight at all, right? I mean, he's he's probably one of the, another gay boy toy for Quentin. No, I think he's probably a prostitute. Uh, you, it, it, you know, you're probably and right about that. My, I'm starting to wonder if Jack isn't as well. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that might be the case as well. Because especially when he talks about how uh, uh, Quentin rescued him and he was mm. he was deep down in problems and stuff. Yeah. So I I, I think these could have been some prostitutes that probably are uh, bisexual due to the job right and that's a that's a, that's a good that's a good point as well i mean they that they could just be on the job and they're just sleeping with whoever, yeah. whoever they're yeah. instructed to sleep with at this point right uh i liked i really liked what tom hollander was doing i mean he just yes. had this creepy vibe through him he did throughout the course of this i mean he seemed like this just when we were first introduced to him just this yeah. charismatic fun personality and in this one, we start to really see some sinister vibes coming off yes. of him. He's 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 like that. Those horror movies where people, rich people, get invited to a house, mm-hmm. and there's a rich person who's running the show, who's trying to kill them all. Mm-hmm. He's like playing that, you know, the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Those, those yeah, that, that's that's very much what it seems like he's playing at this point. I mean, like it's just weird that they have taken this thing down. A horror-like uh, tone, and like I said, it's not—it's not completely a horror film, but I mean, just the the creepiness and the and the unsettling nature of it at this point is, like I said, it has just completely done this really in one episode. I mean, you kind of got a little right. bit of that towards the end of the second episode of the fifth episode when she wakes up because she hears Tom Hollander and she hears Jack going at each other. And you, they do that weird thing with the camera where it looks like things are kind of moving away, but moving the same towards each other at the same time. You kind of start to get that vibe there. But they really invest in it in this episode. And it's just absolutely great. Uh, Jack plays a really important part in this role because he tr- yeah. he's the one who finally tells us what the financial state of Quentin is. And basically, yeah, Quentin has a lot of money, but he spent it all as well. He doesn't have any money right. left. He just lives so extravagantly. He doesn't have. He doesn't. He may have sp- had a lot of money, but he's also spent all of it. So he's constantly having to come up with new sources of income and you can tell okay yeah so this is the person that he's he's honed in on is tanya and when greg left obviously there's a relationship that they which that i can't wait to see how that gets resolved because i don't remember from the previous episodes if greg ever saw him because i think if i remember correctly in episode he left in episode three right at the very beginning of episode three. yeah that sounds right did and that's the first time so i don't think that those two ever actually saw each other at the hotel i don't think so either but let's let's re- remember something from this because this kind of reminded me too what was something that greg was really annoyed about why he what the episodes he was on there yeah he was just annoyed by tanya in general <laughs> i mean but, but there's something involving her that he was really annoyed with uh you have to remind me Portia being there. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Portia being there. Yeah, he did not and like that. J- you're right. He mm-hmm. did not. And Jack 
obviously, is to keep Portia far away. Because how many times in this episode did Portia, like, we need to go back to the party. No, 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 we're not going to go back there. Right. Like, mm. And we even saw in the trailer. That's what made me think about that even more. And, like, because Jack, the next day, it appears, right. is trying to keep her away. When did we first like, see Greg, Jack? That was episode three. At the end of episode three, was it? Yeah, maybe for a second. Because maybe she so. sees him for a moment swimming. I, I'm trying to remember yeah. when that was. I think that was at the end of episode three. Yeah, so, you know, they they have been making sure they don't want Portia anywhere near here because they know that she can, you know, stop this situation. Because obviously, she when she was listening to Jack, it went through her head like, I need to help Tanya. Right. And that makes me wonder, what are they going to do? How is this going to play out on episode seven between between Portia and Jack because is he going he knows he's obviously completely wasted and yeah. he's going to be wondering like what did I actually say to you did I say anything to you yeah. uh, he's going to be trying to figure that out and obviously she's going to try to keep as much to it as, as she possibly can and that's where her life is going to kind of be in danger at this point and I was going to say he, I could, he could definitely go down an abusive or murderous yeah, road. Yeah, oh, I could see that easily. I mean, and they make a really good point yeah. to show us that uh, Niccolo, or how, like I don't remember how they pronounce that guy's name. Yeah, uh, he's got a gun with him, and they make a really yeah. good point to point out yeah. that he has a gun, and That's that he's probably point. not. That none of these people are probably really safe people. These are really dangerous oh, people to be. God, with. please, Lord, let tanya kill everyone in the next one shooting oh, uh, that, people that would be, i would love it that would be fantastic <laughs> yeah. i totally hope that they actually they they go down that road we'll see if they do or not i don't know if they yeah. will or not but uh but yeah her their storyline was really fast look they were all really fascinating this week yeah, they really were uh let's talk real quick about valentina and uh yeah. mia real quick uh i wasn't i kind of saw this coming i kind of didn't uh but valentina she's spiraling a little bit she's not quite spiraling yeah. like murray bartlett's character uh no. armand no, did no, no one could spiral, <laughs> could spiral like murray bartlett though. but she's spiraling a little bit so she yeah. she has set up she sends rocco off to the beach club because she doesn't want her flirting. She doesn't want Isabella flirting with her, with him. And she brings up the other guy. I can't remember what they said the other guy's name was, but I'll look it up. Uh, they bring him. They bring him up, and she is at this point. You know, the, the reason that she did this is because she didn't want anything to develop between Rocco and Isabella. And too late. yeah, too late. So we come to find because. Uh, as the two of them are conversing, uh, she reveals to her that it's her birthday, and they decide they're going to go get drinks that night. And later in the episode, uh, Isabella comes to her and she says, I'm ready, let's go. She looks like she's going to have fun, and uh, Valentina's excited. And then Isabella tells her, you know, I, if, if it's at all possible, the, the new guy, I can't remember the new guy's name. Uh, could That's you like Salvatore. Salvatore, I think is what his name was. I think you're right. I think it is Salvatore. She says, he's been flirting with me and it's making him really uncomfortable. Could we move him back to the beach club? And Valentine's like, oh, absolutely. She's like, I was hoping to get Rocco up here because he's my boyfriend. We didn't want to tell anybody. And but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now because not only are they is that her boyfriend, but they're engaged, and this is crushing Valentina because she thought poor she, Valentina. she thought she had something with her. She thought there was a, a spark of relationship. And it's just Isabella is just a friendly person. I mean, that's you can yep. get that. Yeah, it's like I don't remember the woman who plays her, but she's just really good in this. You know, friendly El- Eleonora Romandini. Yeah, that's all these Italian names that we're just not gonna be really good with. Yeah, so yeah, but she's like I said. She's got, she got a small part, but it's she does a really good job of just being this bubbly, yeah. fun, mm-hmm. likable person. And when Valentina is hearing this, it's just absolutely crushing her. 
And when she goes to the bar, that's when Mia comes up to her and she realizes that she's so sad. And she reveals to Mia that, yes, she is a lesbian, which she already knew, but she's never been with another woman. So she's never actually had sex before. And it kind of explains why she's maybe as hateful as she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, But... This is, and Mia's like, oh, well, we can't have that. So she says, you know, I want to give you a gift. And they go off to a hotel room. Uh, and this is the first time that she ever get be, is with a woman. Because this woman is in her, in her mid-50s. I looked her up her oh, age. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, she's 54 years old. So I'm guessing and, she's probably about the same in the show. And I know we bring this up every every episode. The transformation that Mia is this sweet girl. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. nervous. She's the most confident person on the show is. now. She is, and she is as out there as anybody else on yes. the show. I mean, it is just really weird the way that they have transformed her character. Uh, I love it, man. Oh, yeah, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It is absolutely fantastic. Beatrice Grotto is just doing just a fantastic job. That's Mia. Yeah, she is. I really enjoy what she's done. But like I said, I don't know if there's going to be a scam there involved or not, but I could definitely see it. Look, I could yeah. also see valentina getting really attached to her because this is the first time she's ever been with another woman and i could see valentina going down a road where she ends up killing a lot of people because she just kind of loses it yeah. at this point uh yeah. i think mia's just trying to get that full-time job yeah i think you're right i think she's, i think yeah. that maybe the, the scam that she's the running scam, yeah, so yeah. she's just trying to get the full-time job at the hotel so she can eventually lose somebody because i think it's very interesting that f murray bartlett makes a point to like at the end F. of her Mary song, Abraham. yeah, F. Mary Abraham, excuse me, F. Mary Abraham makes a point to tell her, you know, that was great, you're awesome, you're fantastic. Uh, so maybe this is her way of trying to make connections with the, the yeah. hotel patrons because they're all very rich well, people. And let me just say, if we're going to clone, if we could clone F. Murray Abraham and Murray Bartlett, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I would be all for it as well. So, uh, do we want to do the couples? Or no, do we let's do, do Harper. Yeah, the couples. All right. So the couples. Ethan is spiraling. All right. So we're talking about yes. people that are spiraling. A lot of people are spiraling on the on the show, but Ethan is really starting to spiral. Uh, it's obvious when they wake up the next morning, he couldn't sleep the previous night. He's on this chair. Uh, Harper is waking up, and they have this really intense conversation about his cheating because Harper just will not believe Ethan. Uh, she refuses to believe that he didn't actually sleep with a hooker. Uh, she's not going to believe that whatsoever. And Ethan is just getting extremely upset because he didn't do it. And look, he's, he's right. He, he didn't yeah. do anything, but he can't seem to convince her. And she says that it's not the cheating necessarily that so much that bothers me. It's the, what it says about our relationship because Look, he is going to have to come to terms with this, and he's going to have to conf- he's going to have to confront himself with this because, regardless of whether or not he cheated or not, she's one hundred percent correct in the fact that he has made no display that he is actually attracted to her at all right. in this show, and you know that shouldn't be. She has a great line where uh, we are too young to be this old, and yep, yep. that is you know it's just so telling about where they are in their relationship because they they shouldn't be in this point if they're at this beautiful location they don't have kids you know they should be all over each other and they're not yeah it is he does the worst job of explaining maybe of all time like when your spouse says well are you attracted to me and you don't say yes right yeah, I feel like, uh, uh, and I've, I've brought this up again. I'm like in Ghostbusters when like 
where Bill Burr is like, if someone asks you if you were a god, <laughs> right. you, you say, say yes. yes. If if your spouse says, are you attracted to me? You scream, yes, I am. Yeah, and his response is, I love you. Because I guess yes. in your head you think, oh, I, I love you, I love you sounds good. But it's what it does is it says, you know, I have these feeling for you, but it's not the raw physical yes. attraction that she's obviously telling you. I need to feel that at this point, yes. and he's not giving it to her. And it just goes to show that there is something definitely wrong with their relationship. And when you and the moment that we leave this conversation between Harper and Ethan, we go to Cam and Daphne, who are. Who have one of the weirdest relationships, but it is obviously yeah. that they are very attracted to each other physically because, like, he's like saying, he's like accusing her of like sleeping with big fat Italian men. And she's like yeah. saying, Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And they're about to go have sex after right. he's had this conversation. Uh, yeah. And this is a, this is a trope that TV and movies do that as a young person, you find out no one makes out. After just waking up when they haven't brushed their oh, yeah. teeth, no, but no, I take that back. <laughs> they may do it once. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the last time they do it. You're 100 percent correct about that. <laughs> but like on TV and movies, they like going at it. I'm like, no, no, that's no, not happen. No, not you'll do it one time. Yeah, you, if you if you start feeling like any like any sexual urges at any point, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. <laughs> then we'll oh, come yeah. back. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's just weird. The Daphne and Cam relationship, it is one of the oddest that I have ever seen on a television show because everything about the way they conduct their relationship says it should be completely falling apart, but they just seem to be perfectly comfortable in it. They seem to be perfectly happy in it, and I don't get it. (laughs) But I think Harper may be taking something from them. Because they act like they're making each other jealous, right? And and it, and they start making out, and they like fire something up. Not true. I think mm-hmm. she was trying to do that to Will. Yeah, I think you may be right. Because mm-hmm. do you think she slept with Cam? That's what we were going to get to next. Let's talk about that real quick. So they okay. go down to the, they go down to the beach. Things are obviously really tense between them. Uh, she sees Ethan talking with the hookers, which continues to make her think, Ah, he slept with them. He slept with them. And I had to pause that. I had to ask my wife, what would you do in that situation? She said, I'd go walk up there and ask and talk to you and the hookers at that exact time. I said, thank you. I was <laughs> shocked. She didn't know. That's the one unrealistic scene I've seen in this show. True. The, because if she's not talking, if she's not interrupting them right there, she is running to those hookers. Oh, right. should, let me let me. Well, she knows them as yeah. hookers. She doesn't know their name. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm like sex shaming these. But that's all she knows them. Right. She's running to those young ladies right after they quit talking to Will. Right. That makes you make a good point about that. I didn't even thought about that. But she is obviously she sees that. She goes they go through breakfast. She sees Will and Cam arguing on the beach and there's tons of tension between them. And that's when uh, Cam says, I'm going to go get some drinks. Do you want to come with me? Ethan says, no. Harper says, I'll go with you. And then this is when things start to creep in for Ethan because he's starting to doubt whether he's starting to think that they that they are sleeping together because yeah. he sees them go up. He sees them talking. They're, they're having a good time. They're laughing while he's swimming in the beach. When he gets back, she has left a text for him that she went to go get a hat. 
And he is now putting it because he knows what Cam is like. And he even says this later in the episode. He says, I know what you're doing. It's the same thing. It's basically the same thing that he yeah. was doing when he was in college. And I don't think that they slept together. I personally don't. What do you think? I don't think so either. I really think Harper is trying to do something. Whatever she's been doing is not working. She's hoping that this kind of jealousy thing will bring something out of Will, uh, some desire. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like it does with Cameron and, and Daphne. Megan, Megan, I'm sorry, uh, Daphne. Uh, Megan yeah, Faye. Yeah. Plays, plays Daphne. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, I think it's going to bring out the desire of murder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm starting to wonder too. Because, like I said, I think you're right. I think she's she's trying to like maybe use jealousy to bring about a spark of of attraction to her. But what yeah. it appears to be doing is it appears to be a, a sparking a trigger of violence in in him. Right. And I don't know that she was really truly anticipating this. So yeah, uh, and because this, even her her body language she's wearing a very small bikini yes, she is. <laughs> and like like it just i don't know everywhere she was just when she's talking to to, to even to will she looks happy mm-hmm. i don't know her whole body language was like i'm putting this out there right that i'm having a good time and i'm desirable and you need to get with the program right exactly i mean she she because look i mean Aubrey Plaza is an attractive lady i mean right, right right and you know she's trying to show that basically i look good everybody yeah, everything yeah. about me says i should look good and you should want to be with me and you should want me because others because others want me right and what is it about you that makes you not want me and like i said it, and that's if there is any real thing that i'm struggling with this at this point I would like to know what it is that has caused this. The fact that because at first I thought he was gay, and we talked about yeah. this in previous episodes. I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't, we need to know now. He mentioned work or whatever, but they. I, I would like to. I really like what uh, Ethan Sharp, no Will Sharp, who's playing Ethan. Ethan, uh, I really like what he's doing because you have no clue what what is really wrong with him no you don't. and i i do hope we get that answer if we don't get that answer that would be a little disappointing yeah what well, they, they need to answer that in the next episode it's like you said man like aubrey plaza is a very desirable woman right she is and so like i said the fact that he her husband doesn't seem to be attracted to her at all it just doesn't make a yeah. whole lot of sense there has to be something that that is causing that and like i said it's just really weird though because it's when he has the opportunity to be with the hooker, he doesn't take it because it's not. He doesn't right, really right, seem right. to be attracted there. So there's something going on with the character. Well, and he doesn't. I don't think he wants to cheat on his wife as well. Well, that that may be part of it as well. So, like I said, the, his character is the hardest to figure out. It is. And if they don't do a better job of explaining it, that will be a knock on the show. So they've got to do something to kind of give us some reasoning right. or some logic behind it when we get to these to the season well, finale this uh, next week. In the upcoming trailer, it does have Daphne asking him questions. So that, yeah, maybe, that. we may get her answers. So I have to say, Mike White, uh, I, I, I don't want to doubt him too much because he every time we have, he has delivered on right. a plot point that we wanted. Yeah, you're you're correct about that. So uh, do we want to go ahead and move on to our DeGrasso gentleman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> I love this storyline. Yes. Uh, Barry Abraham, man. Uh, man, I will say that. All right. So, uh, obviously, Lucia and Albie, like, the very first thing we see is, like, the two of them having sex, and then they move off yes. uh, away from that. I thought that was kind of an interesting way to start the episode. It appears to be the, the new norm for the show. It's it like really three does. episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of right about that. It's, uh, yeah. It seems to be the new norm. So, uh, But 
they basically are they've discovered that they're going to go out and they're going to uh they're going to go try to find anybody that might actually be related to them because it's kind of the whole point of them coming and albie suggests that they get a translator to come along with them and dominic played by michael imperioli suggests that thinks that's a great idea thinking that it's going to be a hotel employee but albie is bringing along lucia and look i have seen this scene where she walks out and like shakes uh, Michael Imperioli's hand like four or five times in upcoming trailers yeah, and yeah. stuff. I still laughed. I, I just I laughed know. out loud when I, this scene actually happens, <laughs> even though I've seen it a ton it's of times. It's also because where where F. Murray Abraham is placed. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and he has a smile on his face. Yeah, like when they go to him, I'm like, I just start laughing even more because I'm like, this is just I fantastic. Know. Oh, it's just fantastic. And, and, and him in the car asking what she did. Mm-hmm. And him just has this grin on his face. Yeah. He knows damn well what she does. He 100% and does. Hospitality, you say. I mean, uh, you got to love him. What yeah. a perfectly casted character for him. Yeah, it was. It was. It's just absolutely really, really good uh, casting for him to play Bert in, the, in, this, in this season. And he's just been knocking you out of the park. So, uh, But they do find somebody that says there are some DeGrasso... Uh, there are some DeGrasso's that live in the area, so they make a point to try to go find them. And when they make their trip to go try to go find them, as they're getting back in the car, this is when the guy that we saw last week, which we assume is her pimp, is has followed them at this point. And this is where you know, I kind of got a little bit of a sense that maybe this is something that was set up. I wasn't sure if it really was her pimp or if mm-hmm. this is something they're setting up. It really felt in this episode that it's her possibly trying to scam Albie out of money. Yeah, I think so too. And shout out to Dominic for, you know, even saying like, "Hey, this is too far. You can't treat a woman like that." Right. I mean, because they were all ready to go. They were all ready yeah, to, yeah, to throw yeah. it. I mean, even even Bert was yeah. out of the car. Like, no, yeah. we, can't, we can't let this happen. But she still likes to go. Uh, yeah, she, because I, I just thought about this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. To me, it feels like she'd have a black eye. Although, she, yeah, I feel like there would be repercussions if she was really I, I, I feel like this is a scam yeah it, it feels like that way as well it really feels like that way as well because when she comes back and she starts when they reunite at the end of the day at the end of the episode and she starts talking about how the only thing that will set her free from this guy is money and it seems like she's really putting the idea of Albie that you know if you give me enough money I can make this guy go away and then it'll all be okay Right. And she speaks in Italian there at the end, which he can't speak Italian. She says, you're just a really nice, you're a really kind guy. You're really nice. And it feels like, you know, she is kind of reversing the roles on him. He talked about when he was talking to Portia at the beginning of the season, how he seems to be attracted to wounded birds. He's a wounded bird himself. And she feels like right. she's putting, she's really going to play on yep. that. I think you're right. And we got to talk about one of the funniest scenes, which is the scene where they finally track down the DeGrasso women. Uh, So they pull up into this house, they get this address, they pull up, they don't have their interpreter anymore with them. And they are trying to talk to these people. And look, I don't know who these women were. Obviously they have DeGrasso as their last name. They confirmed that. That's kind of the one thing that they kind of figured out. Uh, and they walk in and like they say, can we go see your mother? And like the women, like, oh, you want to go see our mom? Like I, I couldn't understand a word they were saying, but they're like, oh, sure, you go see yeah, our mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, and you know, you found out why? <laughs> because she is like just, com- she is ready. She goes off on them completely. She is just yelling yeah. and screaming. I was ready for her to throw her artichoke at them. 
And, uh, <laughs> I mean, she even says well, she's going to do it. And F. Murray Abraham just has the sweetest look on his face, like, I'm going to get to meet my cousin. Exactly. And he realizes and, it was all, and he was almost murdered by an artichoke. <laughs> he was. But it brings up, like, later, because later on that night, I mean, it just kind of pulls up this. Yeah. It pulls up this sad thing for him because all of a sudden, like, this is why he came. He wanted to reconnect right. with his ancestors and or his family members that are his distant relatives. And even if these people are his distant relatives, we don't, we'll never know for sure if yeah. they actually are or not. But if they if they were, it didn't go the way that he planned it. And he, you know, he talks about this, that you think there's going to be a homecoming and you feel like it's going to go a certain way and it never actually ends up going that way. And yeah, that, I that thought kind of, that, was, that was a very powerful thing. It really was. And, like and said, I really, I really like how you know Dominic and Bert really are very flawed men, and and they're coming to some realizations. That's the one thing about this homecoming is mm-hmm. doing to them that they need to change. They didn't need better men, right? And it seems like that seems to have finally kind of sunk in with Bert because Bert's just been perfectly happy with who he is. Yeah. And this scene just seems to wait, awaken something in him. And I'm not sure what about this makes him think that. Uh, yeah. Because, like, it doesn't I mean he's not, like, trying to, like, sleep with these women. He thinks they're their, his, his relatives. Right. So I'm not really sure exactly what it is that awakens in him, but I guess there's this rejection by women in general. Maybe that's what it is that's causing him to think yeah. that. But I was going to say, when he starts talking to Mia, I was like, "Oh God, is he about to pay her money?" I, I, I would, I'm completely fine with this scene <laughs> if he goes home with Mia for the True. night, just for one last romp. That's right. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they, they they went down that road, but they did not. So, uh, but yeah, just a just a really good episode, just a really fantastic yeah. episode in general. So it really, it really, it really was a really. This is this show. Uh, of the ones we cover, I get more excited when we start talking about the plot lines. Yeah, we, it really does because it, and it takes, yeah. and the we didn't talk about this. We talked about the first season in a previous episode, but we didn't talk about it week to week, obviously because yeah. we weren't doing the podcast at the time. But that's the thing about this this yeah. this show is. It builds and it builds and it builds because, yeah. like the first episode, like I'm really surprised that this show took off as well as it did the first time around because it's a very it takes a while to get to where it's going and yeah, it, just, yeah. it has to constantly add more layers and add more layers and add more layers. So I'm surprised that people stuck with it the way that they did in, in the first season. Look, it, well, you got to remember there was nothing going on. It well, came yeah, out right. at the perfect time. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think that's exactly what it is. It came out at the perfect time. And if you, if it doesn't come out when it does, then maybe it isn't quite the big hit that it was. And, so. and like, since we know how the show is, it's it's not a surprise that it's a quiet build. Right. So I think you're 100% correct about that. So, All right. Do we want to go ahead and do our weekly awards? Yeah, let's do the weekly awards. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we do three weekly awards every week when we are covering a season of a show until we get to the finale, and then we do our season awards. But up first for our weekly awards is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for this episode? So this is the hardest week for me because there were several, there was a lot, mm-hmm. lot of standouts. But you know we haven't picked him yet, so I'm going Will Sharp as Ethan. He has so much 
just building up and it just stewing over. And also, we just don't know what his deal is. Yeah, we don't. And uh, he he intrigues me, so I'm going with him. The only reason I'm not going with him is because of that very thing. Is I don't know what the cause of just what is making him kind of lose it at this point is. So I'm going with Haley Richardson uh, just because I like mm-hmm. the, I like the way that she is transitioning from it's almost like she's transitioning back to what she was at the beginning of the season because she's kind of had this she's had this up and down arc where when she first gets to when we first meet her and she's on at the hotel she's really down and depressed and hates her job doesn't want to be there and like she doesn't look that attractive because she's not she's just so miserable and then she meets jack and she starts to have fun and she like starts to visibly change and she becomes a much more attractive right. person. And now all of a sudden she's kind of going back into that. And I'll be interested in what they do with her. If they try to make her look a little bit more haggard in the finale. Yeah. So well, uh, I, l- let me shout out. Uh, I went F Barry Abraham was almost a possibility yeah, for was. me. I thought Valentina was a possibility. Uh, I thought um, port, like you said, I thought about Portia as well. Uh, I thought about Jack because he actually gives up a lot of the information. Yeah, he does. So there were a lot of people that had like a really, besides Aubrey Plaza could be yeah, she uh, every episode. And Michael Imperioli was really good this episode as well. So like there were a lot of people that may not have been the, the main focus of some of the other episodes, but there were, there were some really, really good in performance. Oh, and Tanya. Yes, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. As well. yeah. All right, next is the Agatha All Along, the best scene of the week. What's your best scene? So I'm. It's really the last three scenes that are tied together. It starts with Will and uh, Harper in the bedroom, right? Where he's envisioning what he thinks happened, and yeah, that was good. Then we get to uh, Tanya, where she finds out Greg was the cowboy, right? And then the next scene, where it's Jack is spilling the goods. I guess I will say. Man. So those like. It was like a quick move to all three of those, a quick cut where they're all three together. Yeah, I had the same ones. I was kind of thinking the same thing as well. I really was focusing in on the Harper and Will uh, scene where he is envisioning what he thought happened. And look, from his perspective, I can 100% see it because she's got that that door latched. You can kind of see, Mm -hmm. you can kind of understand, you know, what was taking place. You can see that actually happening. Uh, The fact that the door wasn't, the door, adjoining room door wasn't, uh, closed. It wasn't locked. It was open. I mean, you can kind of see why he would think that. But the other issue is, you know, this could just be her trying to stoke something in him because she could have just left the door open. Because I really think that's, I think that's what's going to be. I think that's the case as well. I don't know for certain, obviously, but I can think that's yeah. the case as well. So, all right. The next is the if you come with the king, you best not miss the best line of the week. What's yours? You mentioned it. And uh, I've been it to, was, it's mine too. <laughs> it's uh, maybe something has died. We are too young to be this old. Yeah, that was mine as well. I, it's just such a great line uh, and just delivered perfectly by all yeah. the lines in this. In but this, this one had a lot of lines. Let me see. I wrote it. I wrote several down. Uh, as I mentioned, the the hunch was the line. Uh, uh, yeah, that see. was a good one. <laughs> I have a hunch. Uh, it was a lot more than a hunch. A couple. Of, uh, uh, oh, F. Murray Abraham to Dominic. What's wrong with you? Can't you be cool? I don't know. Just the way he, <laughs> the way he says it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. And then, uh, oh, uh, when Tanya and Nikolai are doing the cocaine, she said, boy, I love your giant pupils. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love when she said, is she says, uh, do you have any more? I, I want to get, I want to see your cocaine bag or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny as well. 
Uh, but yeah, a lot of good lines in this one. So, all right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system that we assign to the shows we're watching. Uh, currently, we have both had this at a Game of Thrones. That's at the top of our uh, rating system, and just beneath the Game of Thrones is not we that we've had this at a White Lotus. Uh, ah, was a Lost, excuse me, which is yeah. the next tier down. Uh, beneath a uh, Lost is a Friends. Uh, beneath Friends is a Full House, and the bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. We both have been at a loss, which is basically a four-star out of five. Are you staying there? Do you want to go up to, uh, to Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, I'm interrupting you. It's time. <laughs> I'm still at loss. I still want to uh, To me, I, I need... I, for this show, I have to see it completely play out. That's that's just kind of the way it is, because yeah. that's what this show is all about. It is about the payoff for me. Uh, and it can... Like I said, the, the payoff for this show could be just it, it could be phenomenal and just blow your mind and if it's not good though it could really impact your overall view of the show so that's one of the reasons why i want to wait to go all the way up to game of thrones before yeah. next week i will say this i have more confidence in the show that you guys are going to listen to or next a uh, little bit later I, on in the week. <laughs> i was about to say this uh the the other show that we've been recovering because it has gotten worse this has made me like this one even more yeah. because i'm just excited i want to see more of the show yeah i want to see see there's no way they're going to make the finale so bad i don't want a season three. no i can't imagine which we know we're going to so it's a game of thrones to me i I love the show i really love the show i would recommend the show yeah oh yeah i would recommend it too i like that i i really feel like it's going to be a game of thrones i really feel like next week's finale is just going to be phenomenal i truly believe that but i still want to see it before i get there and like i said that's fine and there's a lot of shows not every show is like that where you need to get to the finale i mean house the dragon wasn't that way you didn't have to get to the finale before i was willing to get the right this show we were concerned because the way they had butchered the last season right. of Game of Thrones. You're correct about that. But this one, like I said, this show, it's all about getting to that that end point where everything just kind of explodes and you get to see how it all falls out. So I uh, can't wait to see what they do next week in the finale. So, uh, all right, before we get to our recommendations, I do want to I want to make sure I remember to put this out there. Uh, so next week we are going to recover we are going to cover the season finale, uh, but obviously the peripheral has wrapped up. We'll, we'll be discussing that later on in the week. Uh, we've already recorded that episode; it's already out there. Uh, but but uh, we'll, I'll release it a little bit later on this week, and we're going to be taking its place next week. We're going to be starting to do some Christmas theme stuff, so we'll be doing the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. If you haven't watched that on Disney Plus yet, highly recommend you go watch it and. And check back with us next week, and we'll be covering it on the show next week. So, all right. I'm now. fighting for Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, but I may lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So, uh, recommendations. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners this yeah, week? Yeah, I've I've got three. So, I watched a show that it's most likely going to be in my top ten best shows. It's uh, We Own This City. It was on HBO Max in the spring when they mm. released all those shows. From David Simon from The Wire, starring John Berthal about uh, police corruption mm-hmm. in uh, Baltimore after the Freddie Gray murder. Okay. And it is a fascinating show that will make you infuriated as well. <laughs> but uh, it is extremely well done, very well sourced as well. Let me just throw that out there. And uh, it just shows how some some of the police officers in Baltimore uh, went a little too far. Ah. But it's... It's very, very, very good show. Very great performance from John Berthold. So I would highly recommend it. Came out 
in like in May when all when they just all these right. streamers decided to release all the stuff. But right. uh, I called back up at it because I kept seeing people putting it in their top ten, and I I watched it. I was like, oh, this is why. <laughs> yeah, I, I, see, I need to go watch so it. It's, it's very good. I second. Uh, I was scrolling last night, and uh, I wasn't. I was in the movie to mood to find something fun to watch, and I saw a movie called Lou on Netflix starring Allison Janney, and it was listed as an action movie. And I was like, Allison Janney's an action <laughs> movie, and I love Allison Janney. Right. Love Allison Janney. Fantastic movie because it was trending as well, and it's been out a couple months. So she plays a. She's in a. It's from the late 80s in a like a beach mountain town and her neighbor's daughter gets kidnapped and then the neighbor comes to help ask Alice and Janie for help and come to find out Alice and Janie has a long history uh, and is a lot more skilled in, okay. uh, in fighting and everything else. It's one of those stories where you find out someone's... Uh, like the old man or any of these right. others used to be a member of the CIA. Right. So I'll just get that away. It's, uh, it's pretty much in the trailer. Okay. But it is, and there are a ton more spoilers that I was like, I didn't see coming. Fun movie. Fun movie to watch. Allison Janney is, is fantastic, whatever she's in. So highly recommend Lou on, uh, on uh, Netflix. And last is a movie that came out in January that bombed. But I kept hearing how insane it was, and in fact, it's the most requested movie on How Does This Get Made Ever, the podcast where they look at really bad movies. Mm -hmm. And I know why this movie was on there, and it's Roland Emmerich's Moonfall, oh, really? starring uh, the great Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, and John Bradley, a.k.a. Sam Tarly for, yeah. from uh, Game of Thrones. And it is a fun watch uh, if you have edible marijuana and alcohol, <laughs> I think it probably could enhance the viewing of this movie. There is just Roland Emmerich is Independence Day 2012, the day after. There's going to be some science fiction insanity, and there's a lot of it in this one. There's, yeah. there's some plots that are just crazy. The special effects are way out there. But it is a fun night. I love Patrick Wilson, whatever he's in. He's he's a guy that should have been a much bigger star right. than he is. He's a good star. He's yeah, he done had a fantastic career, but he should be AA-list. And Halle Berry's never done anything wrong, and she looks incredible. She's like 56. Yeah, she is. <laughs> lo looks like 35, but uh, it is a fun watch. And I love Sam Tarley. Love right. John Bradley. Great role for him. Uh, it is if you go into this movie knowing it's going to be insane, you, you're going to enjoy it. Just know the plot's going to be just going to make you laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen. It. I, I kind of want to see it, but I haven't. haven't HBO Max. It's, it's worth watchability. Okay. If you're just if you're just in the mood, I need to find something dumb and just take about two hours and have some fun. Moonfall is a movie for you. All right, so I've got three. I've been uh, trying to do Christmas stuff. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on something that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago and it's something that i said i was looking forward to i finally got around to watching a christmas story christmas it is a it's a good film uh it's not as good as the original uh then look it was never going to be as good as the original yeah. uh but it's 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 good i i really enjoyed it uh I, we will be talking about that in a couple of weeks as we get into a little bit slower time so uh we will discuss that i think in two weeks from now i think is where yeah, we have it on our right, schedule yeah. so we'll be discussing it in about two weeks it's a good one uh uh, go watch it, if especially. Look, I will say this: 
if you didn't like the first one, if you didn't like the original Christmas story from the mid eighties, you're not going to like this one. I want to go ahead and tell you that much as well. So, uh, but if you did like the first one, go back and watch this. You will enjoy it. It's on HBO Max. You can find it there. Uh, two other recommendations I have. I did start watching Willow. I enjoyed it. It's not great, but it's good. I've been, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Uh, so if you like the original film, I think you'll like this as well. Uh, how many episodes are out? There's only two so far. The third one, well, they did okay. two. They did. Uh, they released the first two episodes, and they're going to do. They're going to do one each week from here on out. Uh, it's okay. a little more young adult driven than I thought it would be. Uh, that's probably the only. That's the only kind of drawback for it. I mean, they have. It's basically what the, I see. What they're doing. They're getting the people like me who watched the original movie in 1988. They're getting us with Willow and some of. And they've got uh, the lady who played uh, Mad Mortigan's love interest. Mad Mortigan's love interest in it. She's uh, who actually ended uh, up. Jo- Joanne Wally Kilmer yeah. was Val Kilmer's wife for a while. Yeah, so she's she's back in this. Uh, obviously, Val Kilmer's not in it. Obviously, yeah. but uh, so they brought yeah, them. Is is Christian Slater showed up yet? Not yet. He's not. He's oh. not showing up yet. So, uh, so they they brought them back for the people like me who loved the original movie. But the the rest of the cast, except for one guy, they're all like young adults, and so you feel like that's how they're trying to pull in that part of the demographic. So, uh, but like I said, it's good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, like it really good uh it's not great but it is good uh last but not least something that is great they released the second the first two episodes of the second season of slow horses uh did you ever watch the first season man i got that's one i gotta watch too it's good it's really really good and the second season look the way they did it is they basically did two seasons at a time so they've done the second season they did the first season earlier this year and they just released the second season here uh this past Friday on or Thursday night, technically on Apple TV plus it is such a really good show. If you like spy stuff, this is a great show. It is just an absolutely fantastic show. Second season. These first two episodes have picked up right where the first season left off. They are just really good. I have loved it immensely. So, uh, go check out slow horses on Apple TV plus. You will enjoy it immensely. Especially since Gary Oldman said this might be it for him. Yeah, because he's getting up there, and you can tell. I mean, he's really showing it in his age and uh, in this in this show. So I would really recommend it for that reason alone. So, all right, anything else you want to add before we head off? I just want to tell everyone we appreciate them joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>